Hey everybody and welcome to a tremendous Wild Ride with Steve-O. We have the comedy legend Joey Diaz this week. And boy does he serve up the juiciest prison story ever. And the dirt on Sopranos. I mean, it's just comedy and business and money and juice. And you know what else is tremendous? Going up to 45 miles at up to 28 miles an hour on a single charge with the new totally affordable electric bike from electricebikes.com. Dude, I'm telling you, this is my favorite new sponsor. I've been riding these e-bikes around and having a blast. My jackass buddy Poopies and I, we did e-bike jousting with these things. Man, I'm telling you, never before have e-bikes been so affordable. These start at just 799 bucks. And if you use the promo code STEVO at electricebikes.com, that's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-E-S.com, then you get a free foldable and mountable bike lock with any bike purchase. Again, you're going up to 45 miles at up to 28 miles per hour. This thing is awesome and affordable. I mean, dude, get over there to electricebikes.com and join the affordable electric bike revolution. Now, let's get into it. Um, can we turn up the sky, Paul? Can you make my volume louder? I can barely hear my man. How about now? All right, I think it's on our end. Okay, good man. So, so you're doing good things. You're doing good things. Well, I'm thanks, not doing man. good. I'm at home smoking dope, doing podcasts. That's it. All right. Well, I, I like that. Um, that's what that that sounds like a good a good thing. You know, I moved to Jersey about 20 months ago, and I didn't really want to come here and go right off the jump. So I just wanted to, I'm like Jim Morrison. I want to take a look around and see where the wind blows. All right. I got on stage last week with Tom Segura for the first time in a year. Nice. Uh, I'll be going out there a little bit more. So, Dude, I love that. We've got to keep all that in, but I like to give people an intro. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Diaz. Yeah, dude. And you met Scott Randolph. How are you, Mr. Hey, Randolph? Tremendous. Up tremendous. at the front of the van, we've got the gorgeous Paul Brisky. What's up, Joey? Oh, I'm hey, off Paul, camera. Paul. But pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Paul. Trust me, he is gorgeous. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that your first time doing stand-up in 20 months, you said? Yeah. Wow. You, Did you get nervous before you went up on stage after 20 months? Listen to what happened. I went to a soft. I went to see a kid's. My neighbor's kid plays uh, flag football, so I went up there. So we were going out to eat afterwards. So I popped a thousand edibles, <laughs> baby edibles, and you know, all of a sudden Tom Segura calls me. He's like, "Come on over to NJ Pack." I didn't want to say to him. I just popped a bunch of. Edibles. He's like, "I'll send the car for you." So I said, "Fuck it, let me go check him out." I hadn't seen him in a year. So I went over to NJ Pack, and as I walked in, I was going to go watch the show. And he's like, you mind bringing me up? And it was the weirdest thing because my legs just walked towards the stage, Steve-O. My mind was like, what the fuck is going on? And next thing you know, I'm in front of fucking 8,000 people. I was going to say, I've never heard of MJ Pack, but I'm guessing it's an arena. Yeah, it's a little small, like a theater in uh, Newark. Okay, and the 8,000-seat theater, dude. I mean, you at least got to call that an amphitheater. Yeah, like that amphitheater, whatever the fuck These it was. These fucking but guys, I'm so jealous. M <laughs> MJ packed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, packed. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, it's nuts the way these guys ha have taken off. With S Segura and, 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 and Kreischer. I really, really, I guess Segura and Kreischer. Because you expect that from Bill Burr and Rogan. You know, but these guys are doing arenas, man. It's crazy. So back in, you know, there's so many comics working. They stepped up after the pandemic. Instead of going backwards, I thought people would come out and go back to clubs and work themselves back. Fuck no. <laughs> they went right back into the fire, you know. 
Right. And I would love to be able to do that. Like, I would love to charge 30 bucks and just go out there and dick around, but I can't. I got to have material to fucking lay into them. I love to go up there and improvise, but that's a 50-50 show. Right. So when you get the babysitter and dinner, and I'm going to go up there and dick around. So I got a plan. I'm going to fucking uh, do some spots. And then this summer, I'm going to jump on Bert's tour. Oh. And then uh, I'm going to, he's doing like a little stadium tour. A little whatever. stadium tour. Oh, I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, like no, these are like, uh, you know, minor league stadiums. Right. So it's like minor league stadiums in like Bristol, Tennessee, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I heard about that. And, and it's got like, there's like, a, there's going to be like a whole lineup. It's going to feel more like a comedy store show than. Like, right. Yeah. How many people is right. a little stadium? Probably 15,000. Oh. I don't know. I'm Dude. not sure. And who else is on that show? You said it's stacked, Steve. Who else is on it? Atel, Atel, oh. Nikki Glazer, Sam Morell, Bert, some other people dropping in to do some guest spots. So it'll, it'll be great. And it'll be great to get my, you know, that's a great way to get your feet back in. All the pressure's not on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but well, did, fifteen scratch my nuts and go back to my hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm more scared of those shows because, in, in when I go up in one of those environments, like that's not my crowd, you know. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll do okay, but <clears throat> but I like it when you know when I'm on my tour and and my my people are out there and like ah, you know, it's a different feeling, man. It's crazy. I watched your tour too, and you're doing phenomenal. You stepped up too. I mean, all those shows are sold out. You're adding some shows, so I think people got sick and tired of sitting at home. Yeah. And they're like, fuck it. We're going to everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. And uh, and they like buying merch too, like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So so now you got into comedy like pretty late, yeah. 31. 31, okay. Yeah, 28. That's not, that's not, that's not late. It was late for me because I had just gone out from prison. <laughs> so, I, like, I got out, like, February of 90, and it took me June of 91 to get on stage. Nice. Well, I figured like, you I got, was, Sorry to... Yeah. I figure you guys would have a lot of common with the whole cocaine scene in like the 90s and 2000s. Your guys' past never crossed? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. Here we go. You ready for this? I would be at El Compadre. Oh, shit. I, I lived in that building behind it with Ralphie May and Josh Wolf, and, you know, it was a party. So I would pull an all night, and then I would walk to 7-Eleven on Curson to get like a fucking Schnapple with vitamin C in it just to keep me alive for an hour and i see steve-o going into 7-eleven and curse on buying a case of beer but here's the kicker he would buy two cartons of cigarettes so i would look at you i would never come up to you and disrespect you and i would go this motherfucker's going into war <laughs> because when people get not one carton of cigarettes but two yeah, I don't want to speak daylight for a few days. You know? <laughs> Steve's night was You're just going starting. Deep in the waters. And I've been there. I, I've been there where you just go in there for two days. Yeah. You know? Thank God I didn't smoke that. That's how I quit smoking. I bought an eight ball and I went upstairs <laughs> without cigarettes. I just locked myself in. I knew I'd get too paranoid to walk to 7 Eleven. So I just sit there all night and smoke my finger. And uh, the next day I'm like, I don't need to smoke again. I. I Survived an eight ball with no cigarettes. I love that, man. When, when was that? Uh, probably like September of 2007. Okay. And then two months later, I actually quit powder. So yeah. I'm going on 15 years this November. Dude, that's epic, man. I just turned 14 years sober. Yeah, we were both in the same le leg. Same day, class. You know? <laughs> same class, same graduating class, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I'm happy I got it out. I'm happy that it, dog, I was 44 when I quit and I was not uh, optimistic. It wasn't looking good for Uncle Joe. And then I watched Ray, the Ray movie. Okay. And I was like, that dude snorted heroin 
when he was 65. You know, that'd just be the end. I'd be working on the subway with a ponytail, you know, <laughs> with a big ball spot, telling kids about Led Zeppelin in 69. That's not how I started this. So that 15, and, and you know what? Everything happened to me after I quit. My wife got knocked up. I got married. Comedy opened up. The podcast came. So I'm happy. And now I wouldn't even think about it. With fentanyl and shit, forget it. It's too tough to be a junkie anymore. Yeah. I'm glad I got out before fentanyl too, man. Um, For you, Joey, I know you still like smoke weed and stuff. Did, were you ever like just completely, completely sober and like trying to make that happen? I'll tell you, whether you're completely sober or not, it is a darn good idea to drink more water and less beer. And why not drink a water that looks like a beer? That's right, liquid death, baby. That's what I drink because it comes in an infinitely recyclable can which looks exactly like a beer. And it's from the Alps, dude. Best water in the world. I'm telling you, because it's infinitely recyclable cans... Their whole deal is to bring death to plastic, man. You know that 75% of aluminum that's ever been produced is still in circulation? Meanwhile, plastic's just cluttering up the ocean, killing wildlife. And get how generous this company is. You go to liquiddeath.com slash Stevo, and you're going to get free shipping on all your orders of merch and water. And you know how heavy water is? Dude, no more lugging it around from the store. You just have it show up at your doorstep for free shipping. For free. I mean, come on. Get on over to liquiddeath.com slash Debo. Order yourself some water. Get absolute free shipping. Support the podcast and support this company that's saving the world. It's a good deal, and I love it. So, hell yeah. LiquidDeath.com slash Steve-O. Now let's see how sober Joey Diaz is. When I got to Jersey, you know, I was eating 2,000 milligrams a day in L.A. <laughs> Stars of death. I was smoking an eighth of weed, you know. You go to the comedy store, somebody's giving you a blunt. You go to church, somebody's giving you a blunt. You know. <laughs> so when I moved back here, I was really, I was withdrawing on Xanax, which is basically the worst feeling you could ever go through. Once the Xanax starts rebounding, your anxiety, you think <laughs> you're going to die. So when I was going through that, I was trying to eliminate anxiety. So I quit for about nine months. Quit espresso, quit coffee pretty much. Wow. And I wanted to get my tolerance a little down. So I started smoking about six months ago. And I'm tip-top fucking Magoo. I'm happy. <laughs> Tolerance still down, you know. And you survived. But, uh, you survived COVID, and uh, I, yeah, I got COVID in December. And did you start taking edibles, or did you just keep smoking? No, I smoked like I think I, I got it Christmas Eve, and I think Christmas Day I was puffing already. My temperature was down. <laughs> then Rogan sent a bag of vitamins over here on Monday. After that, I was tip top magoo. Um. <laughs> In December, was it already the Omicron? It was the Omicron. I got so the pussy bird. Yeah, that didn't fuck with your lungs. Uh, <laughs> no, that fucked it. You got a headache? Yeah. Headache, a lot of sweats, you know. A little bit of breathing for about a week. You walk up the stairs too quick, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? But no, nah, it was good. I'm happy I got the pussy version. I got the antibodies, and uh, let's see what happens next. Let's see if they're going to scare white people this summer. <laughs> They're saying the Omicron is coming. The Wait, what's BA. it called? Omicron BA, you know. Oh. So, like, Nancy Pelosi got it. Yeah. You know, fucking uh, Governor Murphy from Jersey had it last week. So it's making, like, a half a fag comeback, but it ain't going to do dick. People yeah. are over it. Yeah, yeah. over People it. People are really over it. They're like, fuck you and your fucking mask. And you know, I'm moving. I'm living my life. If I get it, it's three days. What's the big fucking deal? I mean, if there's no war in Ukraine and Russia, there'd probably still be COVID. But since that's taken over the headlines, like nobody hears about it anymore. But that's fizzing the fuck out. That's got to sit or get off the fucking pot. 
they got a shit or get off the pot over there. Yeah. Either we start bombing, let's start bombing. Let's get this party started. <laughs> you're getting beat up by fucking Ukraine right now. They got you in the 16th fucking round, and you're still playing games. We're still sanctioning. Either drop the fuck. Where's the Chinese? Let's go, cocksuckers. Let's get this party started. Okay? Enough the with the fucking threats. Dude, it's, you know, it's For six weeks, they've been, like, playing fucking handball. Enough. Let's go. Yeah, they're like the I top three the military in the world. Okay. Where's the fucking Korean? Let's go, cocksucker. You guys <laughs> been threatening for a long time. Where are you now? Ukraine's fucking up Russia by mistake. And they're still fucking TikToking, you know. Get the fuck out of here. Let's go, China. Yeah, dude. So, so uh, the the Segura show is in New York. Jersey. You're in Jersey. But yeah. you were just in Austin, too. I did Rogan about four weeks ago. Yeah. And I'll tell you, our uh, our jackass girl, Rachel Wolfson, was That's so... That's my girl. She's so grateful for for you uh, giving her love on that. She's, uh, I've known her for a long time. She's a hard worker. And when I saw that she was blowing up on Twitter, I got to be honest with you, I was fucking ecstatic. Because, you know, between the slap, between all the stupidity that goes on in that fucking armpit of a business with the bullshit, you still get one ray of light every once in a while. And for me, it was Rachel Wilson. You putting it on jackass and her, you know, blowing up. She's if anybody deserves it, it's Rachel. Man, that's so great. And I gotta say thank you for supporting me all all these years. Always. You're my fucking nut. I love you. Ah, <laughs> dude. Okay, I'll go into Ukraine with you. That's how much I love you. <laughs> if you called me and said we're going to Ukraine, let's go. I'm going with you. That's how I, I got a ton of respect for you, man. You did a a great thing, and you made me laugh a long time on that fucking thing. I love jackass. You know, I used to laugh. My, at first, I'm like, what the fuck are these crazy white people doing? And then my stepfather watched it. He was all Cuban. So he would call me and go, these fucking white kids are crazy. I don't know what they're doing. And he, he couldn't understand it. So he's the one that turned me on to jackass. Man, that it's just it's just epic, dude. So, so when you uh, flew out to Texas, was that uh, like... Your first airplane in a while? Uh, no, I went somewhere. Well, I think I went to Nashville to visit my in-laws. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I'll tell you, I saw all the fights on planes, and I couldn't figure it out <laughs> until I got on a plane. Yeah. They drive you crazy with that face mask thing. Dude. It's on fucking speed dial. Knock it off. I'm trying to watch fucking, you know, Jackass on Amazon or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And keep reminding you, reminding you, reminding you, no wonder you want to snap like a twig. So I don't really want to go anywhere till the 18th. Is that when that's they take... when the, That's when it ends. Oh, no more masks on planes. April 18th, the mandate ends. Wow. Wow, that's, that. that's cool. Yeah, I still so don't want to be on planes. Four days. I, you know, after the pandemic, I... I, I Got some some dates on the books. I, I got on one fucking airplane with the mask, and then going through the airport, and I was like, dude, I called my agent. I was, I said, yo, man, fucking, I'm on my hands and knees begging you for a fucking tour bus run. <laughs> and and that, uh, dude, we rented a tour bus. It was like crazy expensive. It's like we're making the money on the tour. It's all going to the bus. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna buy a piece of shit RV and pretend it's a tour bus. And that's what you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's three weeks on, two weeks off. He's been on the road for like the last three months. So you're going to drive everywhere? You've been driving everywhere. Yeah, dude. I, I don't even fuck with airplanes, dude. Like, uh, I'm John that's Madden. Good, that's a great idea. Yeah. Because Steve's been avoiding planes like most people avoided COVID. <laughs> I was supposed to go to L.A. yesterday. Plane canceled three times. Wow. Man, so we we heard that because uh, I think we, we we went to New York. We were trying to get you on the podcast when we went to New York, and I think that they told us uh, Joey's not doing podcasts in person, only on Zoom. Is that right? I don't know when it was. There was a time when you know I was I just moved back here and didn't want to move a lot. I was 
you know, people were pulling on. I just got off a fucking plane and people offering me shit. And I go, guys, let me take some time off. Do you know what I'm saying? Let me just yeah. see what the hell is going on. My daughter had, had to put her in a new school. <laughs> you know, I live around the corner from Jimmy Florentine, the rock guy, the comic guy that's on Ozzy's Boneyard. So I just uh, wanted yeah. to see what was going on. Yeah, I didn't really want to start going into the city. Like, I went into the city to shoot the Sopranos when we had had scenes. And I didn't like what I saw. Like, it just wasn't good what right. I saw. You know, maybe I have it backwards. And what they said was, Joey Diaz won't do podcasts on Zoom. He'll only do them in person. I can't. There probably was a phase <laughs> of that, too. Who the fuck knows? If you heard it from an agent, who the fuck? You know, man, unless you call these guys, you know, it, when an agent hits me up for a podcast, I don't know what's going on. Right. Like, why is an agent hitting me up? You right. know, this ain't their world. So it's kind of confusing for me too sometimes. Sometimes I don't want them to go into that world. Right. I don't want you in that world because I'm not pretty soon they want a commission for that shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I, I know did. how that works over there. So, you know, they got beat up by not taking commissions on podcasts and nobody would give it to them. And now they're restructuring agencies to dip into Argetus. And it's like, I ain't giving you shit of my podcast. You're going to have to suck my dick two times, you know what I'm saying, before I consider it. You maggots were pushing the road in the middle of the pandemic, and I'm making good money with a podcast, and you guys want to come into my podcast? Go fuck yourself. I remember years ago telling them, like, I'm, like they would call me up and go, hey, the improv wants you to come in on Wednesday. And I go, I'm not coming in on Wednesday. I got a podcast on Wednesday night. And they would go, oh, they're going to redo the date. Redo the fucking date. I don't give a fuck. Tickets were sold out. They ain't redoing shit. They just want to kind of like beat you up a little bit. You go down there the night before. Fuck you. I got shit to do. I mean, it's incredible the power of the podcast. It's the game changer for the game changer for everybody. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I always, knew, I always knew if I could tell my story, I would do okay. If you were just going to judge me on going to see me at the store, it wasn't going to work out for me. But if I got to tell my story and you got to see my heart and shit, now we're going to fucking rock with you, cocksucker. You know, so that's how I always felt for me. Like, I hate when people go, send me a tape. Fuck you. I'm at the store at 1030. You're on, you're in Beverly Hills. So I, I got to the habit when I was a comic, I would never send a tape. And if I did, it was blank. And it would be fantastic for them to call you back and tell you how they enjoyed your tape. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how you got the longest yard from a blank tape. From a blank, no, well, the longest yard I had to send an audition tape. They didn't want to see me. They wanted to see stars. I don't blame them. But I was like, wait a second, Adam Sandler's doing a movie. Last I checked, he's a fucking comedian. This is going to be a comedy. How the fuck do you not want to see me? So I just made an audition tape and send it to him. And I got the role. That's how I got it, you know. Did so, uh, mate. When when you just said, "If I can tell my story," and and in my head, I just thought, "Ooh, I like tell us a, tell us a fun prison story." <laughs> All right, you're about to hear a prison story that's so intense. Chances are your heart rate is gonna go skyrocketing, and you can know exactly what's going on with your heart if you wear a whoop band. I'm telling you, this is the most sophisticated fitness tracking device known to man. And the brand new, entirely waterproof Whoop 4.0 can be yours absolutely free if you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. This is going to give you insights to your sleep, your recovery, how many calories you're burning, what activities you're doing. You're going to know more about your health overall than any other way i'm telling you and you get 15 percent off your membership if you use the promo code stevo at checkout this is all going down at whoop.com that's w-h-o-o-p.com you go to whoop.com use the promo code stevo you get 15 percent off at checkout and you're joining the fitness revolution at the highest level so do it now and let's go to prison 
I was I was telling these guys at the gym the other day. We were talking, and I was about two months from getting out, from going to a halfway house. And usually when you go to a halfway house or you're getting out, people start messing with Because <laughs> they're such miserable motherfuckers, they don't want you to go nowhere either. And since the time I got in there, there was like, you know, there was the white supremacist dudes, then there was the bikers, then there was like the heroin junkies, then there was the Mexicans, a couple of Italians, and that's it, you know, a couple guys had HIV, you know, that's how you categorize, them, you know. So there was a guy on the biker crew that would always break my balls. But he would always break my balls when he was with the bikers. He would never break my balls when he was alone. Now, I had the support from the Aryan guy. The Aryan guy was out of Philadelphia. He just disregarded that I was Cuban. And me and him would do like a line of meth every Monday and go play basketball and shit. He was <laughs> all up. He hated Jews. He hated everybody. But he just, like, he just didn't make believe my last name was Diaz. But this guy was in there for murdering a pagan. So he was pretty fucking tough, you know. So I hung out with him. I hung out with this mobster. We ran like a book operation, like pools, you know, three and seven, you know, that shit. So I'm just about to get out. I'm a few weeks from getting out. I'm probably like six weeks from getting out. And I and this dude muscles up to me in the kitchen. Now between me and you, I could have taken him and two of his buddies out. But like I don't pay attention to those guys. Like if you if you know you could crush a dude, why am I even gonna fucking pay attention to you? But he kept trying to be cute. He worked in the kitchen with me, so we all had to live in the same dorm. So one day I'm looking at him. He's cutting like onions or something. And I'm the I'm in charge of the kitchen. Like he worked for me. And I'm looking at this fucking mutt. And I'm like, what can I do to this motherfucker before I leave? So it was the same day we were unloading American cheese. Like that government cheese in a box. And I took a tremendous shit. I took like a 19-inch shit covered with fucking granola. And, you know, <laughs> I shit in a box. I put it in that... American cheese box and I put a little American flag that we had in the kitchen for like uh, BLTs and I sealed the box and I put it in his bottom drawer hidden under clothes after a week that room smelled like 10 dead fucking Puerto Ricans okay <laughs> even the brothers that would walk out would go what the fuck is that smell they were like we ain't they couldn't even walk through that entrance that's how bad the kids room smelled I must have ate fucking something that night, like pork burritos or something. That fucking room was on fire. And finally, one day, he found it. He was covering his face with a T-shirt, and he had a glove on. He's carrying the box. Now, when I shit, it was like 19 inches. It was down to like four inches. They had like some worms in there and shit now. And he's yelling, I know who did it. I know who did it. I know who did it. So he didn't rat me out, but now I knew he was going to strike on me. And I'm like, he ain't striking on me. I'm going to shut that bitch down. So like two days later, we're eating breakfast, and I see that he's walking to the laundry room by himself. He ain't got the muscle man with him. So I just followed him in there. The reason I don't have long hair, and I would never have long hair, is because somebody could fucking grab me at this fight. This guy had long hair. So he was putting his laundry in, and I walked up behind him, and I tapped him on the shoulder, and when he turned around, I basically grabbed his locks with this wrist and then I grabbed the other fucking thing I pulled them aside and there was like a a, a a board with activities and shit you know go to church on Sundays you know I banged his head off that board like 15 fucking times and he just slid and fell he passed the fuck out the next day I saw him he didn't say nothing the next day I saw him he didn't say nothing in fact he never said nothing to nobody he knew it was me. He turned around. I saw his eyes fucking. He didn't think I was going to jump him, but I got him in that room. <laughs> Man, That's it. I love it. I, I don't want to go to prison. It's fun. It's not what they say. <laughs> well, now, now you can't smoke. You know, when I was there, it was 30 years ago. Uh -huh. And you could still smoke. You know, they were piss testing, but we could do acid. So we would just doing acid a couple of nights a week, you know. You could smoke in there. I was lifting weights in there. I went to jail in Golden, Colorado, by where they make cores. Nice. Three blocks away is the cores place. So 
Man, thank you for telling us that, dude. Like, we love prison stories. Why? <laughs> That's crazy shit. It's just fun, man. Like, uh, pr prison stories are, are fun. Um, and do, you said that you were just at the gym. Like, uh, you, you're looking good, man. Yeah, I've dropped, like, 30 pounds since I moved back here. You know, I go to the gym a lot, uh, jiu-jitsu. I joined Gracie up in. They have a lunchtime class, a bunch of old guys. Fucking tremendous. I, did, I went there today. There's three days a week I try to go. I went Sunday, Wednesday, and today. And that's it. The weekend, I got softball games with my daughter. You know, she's playing softball. We live in central New Jersey. It's very uh, cool here. Big for the kids, you know. If you're trying to pick up pussy, he'll die. You better, you better double up on the masturbation gloves because they ain't nothing here for you. But <laughs> a lot of kids, a lot of parents, you know. I think 70% uh, of households have two kids under 18 in this spot. Wow. Did you and always... this is why I moved oh. here. This is why I moved here. Did you always see a time like this coming where you're like, all right, eventually we'll just get like a nice place, kind of slow down, a little calmer environment? Or did the pandemic kind of make this happen, sort of? When the pandemic came, we, I was, the pan, we got shut down on the 13th. The Soprano movie got shut down on the 16th of March. Mm. I was coming back that week to finish up the movie. And I had like three days I was shooting. And then I was doing two nights in Nyack. And in between that, I was going to look for a house in Bergen County. Once the pandemic uh, happened, we didn't know what we were going to do. And then they said no school. And me and my wife said, that's not happening got to go to fucking school so everything got rushed up but i'm happy it did but in the long run yes once i had my daughter i knew i couldn't stay in la for a long time it's not a good place for kids for sure you so know? this day was coming and the pandemic just kind of made it come a little sooner yeah it just escalated it just <laughs> pushed the state up you know Hey, were you worried about coming, going back to Jersey? Because, you know, I, I listened to your podcast. You had a lot of stories and running into old people or have, raising your daughter there. And I'm dying to know if you ever ran into your uh, driver's ed teacher that used to do coke with. <clears throat> he died. He died. He died. George McGrath died about <laughs> seven months ago. But after I started telling stories about him on podcast, he wouldn't even fucking talk to me on Facebook. So, but he died, yeah, during the pandemic. Camel breath, because he used to smoke camel no filters and his mustache was red <laughs> and his pictures were fucking red that's when you know you're not fucking around <laughs> that's great but yeah were you i mean were you worried about going back to jersey like a lot of old reminiscent stuff or are you excited nah, you know what man i thought about it. i'm like anybody come looking for me now obviously they got no fucking life you know that shit happened 30 years ago and it, and it reminded me, because I had to remember, like, this ain't the same, but it was. This is different, you know. People have moved on. People don't give a fuck, you know. So it worked out perfectly. Some kid hit me up when I first got here. You robbed an ounce of coke? You owe me 1500 That was in 1982. Fucking call a judge, will you? Stop bothering <laughs> <laughs> Call Steve Harvey. <laughs> ounce of coke for 1500 bucks it sounds like a pretty 1982 deal yeah 86 87 or something aspen he came out to visit me and he didn't want to bring it back on the plane so he left it there that's not my problem you left it here now you want money for it? what are you an indian give up he's like probably like two weeks later where's the money there ain't no money you left it here so, so what's up with the sopranos movie it got released, ate a bag of dog shit, and we're on to the next mind fuck. Oh, shit. That I is... love the Sopranos movie, for the record. Yeah, the I did hear... the newer, yeah, it's just, listen, it, it did what it did, but, you know, a good friend said it to me. He saw it early on, and he goes, it's an okay movie, but the whole time you're sitting there waiting for Tony Soprano to jump out. And he goes, that's the problem with the movie. So I didn't know how it was going to hit. HBO released it for free, so we got fucked at the box office. So, listen, you know what? You win some, you lose some, and you move the fuck on. Yeah, that that makes sure. that makes sense to me. <clears throat> That's you... all you can do. You know, you don't after you act in the movie, 
You don't control that motherfucker. Right. But I, I wouldn't consider that a loss. I mean, like, a, a, everyone raves your performance as awesome. And honestly, I love The Sopranos, and I, I loved that movie. I thought it, like, filled in so many gaps in the story that we sort of didn't know and showed you... I, I loved it. And being on HBO during the pandemic, like, fuck, you must have got a lot more eyeballs than you would have at a theater, right? Is that the idea? No, it did great on HBO. They had, like, I don't know how many millions of views, but that makes my pocket light. So fuck you and your eyeballs. I want my money. You know, fucking porn stuff. I need to collect, cocksuckers. That was my insurance money. You know, when you're with SAG, they always fuck with you. So that was my insurance money. When I saw they were giving the movie away for free, I'm like, oh, you're fucking with my finger in the ass. You know, you're throwing me to the wolves here. I need that insurance. So, Was there any ever, ever talk about that? Were the movie supposed to come out in theaters? Yeah, it, it was supposed to come out in theaters, and it did. It came out October 1st, but they released it on fucking HBO the same time. So, so you're going to do the, the Scarlett Johansson move? Nah, you know, if I had titties like Scarlett, I would do it. But I'm just an old fat <laughs> fuck. You got any uh, acting shit in the works right now? You know, I uh, I did an episode of We Crashed on Apple TV, and a lot of people are saying, you know, when I shot it, I'm like, who the fuck has Apple? You know, right. but Jesus Christ. People have reached out to me. Some guys told me in jiu-jitsu. It's a show with uh, Jared Leto. and. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's on Apple TV. I play a detective. Big fucking deal. I mean, it's crazy. The uh, they they put um, our new Jackass movie on Paramount Plus streaming, and we're in the same boat that you just described. You know, Paramount Plus streaming, great. You take our movie, and you get everybody wants to see our movie, so they sign up and they pay subscription to Paramount Plus, but we don't see any of that. So what, you're asking us to promote your streamer when, like, the, you, you get the subscription money and, like, we're just bringing you subscribers and we don't get a penny for that? Um, and uh, it, it, it was interesting. But in, in a conversation that we had about this, they told us that Paramount Plus has 20 million subscribers. And that feels like that just popped up out of nowhere. <coughs> like, how the fuck does Yeah, Paramount because Yellowstone... Yellowstone put them on the map in a big way. And, and dude, they ran it down. I mean, what, what, is it, what does Netflix have? Like 800 million or some crazy shit. You yeah. Know? But, dude, yeah, it's insane, man. All this streamer shit. It's a different world, you know? So, you got to live with it. A lot of people aren't paying what they used to. You right. Know, um, I think about the young actors that are coming up and, you know, what they have to deal with now, rules, no social media. You know, when I shot a show for a different streamer and they sent me a list of rules and I almost shit my pants. I'm like, I didn't get into acting to fucking have rules, you know? Right. I mean, I no personal rules, but, but I got on the set and it was a great shoot and I had a good time, but uh, it's tough out there to make a pimp for actors, you know? They want you to join SAG, then they want to give you these hundred dollar a day movies. Then Alec Baldwin shoots you in the fucking head. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hundred dollar a day movie. I get shot in the fucking head by that moron. What were so, some of the rules that it, they gave you? Yeah, what's the no social media rule? You know, like listen, if you let's say I'm on Jackass, at the end of my rap, I go to hug you. And somebody takes a picture, I can't put it up on social media. Oh, gotcha. I mean, dude, that so makes the movie sense. gets released. No video of me and Johnny. No video of me and Steve-O. No video of me and Rachel. I can't complain no. about that. That that makes sense. Yeah, then they, they don't want you talking about it on, uh, you know. I mean, even. if you think about us comedians, you come to our show, you're, you're not fucking invited to pull out your cell phone and steal my show that I work so hard on. It's the same deal. The same deal. So... I, I could see that, you know, but not really. I wanna, I wanna let people know that I got on fucking jackass. <laughs> right, that's you true. Know, it's just a picture of me and you going like this, or you hit right. me in the head with a. What right, but it? but you you, they, you you get the cart before the horse. If you're promoting the jackass thing before it's time to do that, then that's wasted opportunity. That's so, what? if they tell you to wait until it's coming out to 
fucking time everything to come out together. No, they, they didn't even wait on that. They, didn't, they just said no. Ah, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, there was a lot of little things that... So, you know, when I got to L.A., a, fifth, a fucking guest star was 15 grand. A guest star now is like 3,900. Hmm. You know, and it wow. airs and out the bid you're on a stream. You know, when you work for Netflix, there's no residuals. When you work for half these right. streamers, no residuals. It's a one fucking shot deal. Well, guess what? You know, I did an episode of uh, Law and Order SUV. I don't want to tell you how much I've made on that. So <laughs> on that residual, I, I've made more. Every time they repeat it, they play at 8 o'clock. That's prime time for me. So those residuals were big. You know, SAG cut out the residuals towards insurance during the pandemic. They got some beefs now. You know, fucking Sharon Stone don't have insurance. Sharon Stone showed her monkey on that fucking screen 30 years ago. <laughs> that little bald fucking clam she's got. It's hard to believe she don't have insurance. You follow me? <clears throat> me, I'm a yeah. fat You want to see my nutsack. But Sharon Stone don't have insurance? Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Well, you got to earn a certain amount to, you know, to stay current in your SAG membership. And 30 years ago... Like, if, I, if I'm SAG, if I'm the insurance company, I'm not trying to still be paying out for some shit that happened 30 years ago. It's like no, 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 talking about residuals always counted towards your insurance. Ah, uh, okay. During the pandemic, SAG said, fuck you, and they got sued. Now they're getting sued by Asner. He fucking died. SAG tried to get the, it dismissed, and they said, fuck you. We're moving along with this lawsuit. Wow. So they took our residuals away during the pandemic. Did you shoot anything during the pandemic? I mean, and podcasts. Jackass. And Jackass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, Jackass did come I'm back. I'm talking about early. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the first nine months of the pandemic. Nobody shot dick. Right. Nobody shot dick. So that's when they canceled the things. I was active I'm, as hell on the I'm YouTube. I'm a unit guy 20 fucking five years. How can a union guy that's been in there for 25 years in a union and 59 years old doesn't have a fucking insurance? You want to yeah. answer me that? I will not argue with you there. Yeah, so, no, no. That that, sad, that fucking union is whack. And I ain't doing no $100 movies because I don't want Alec Baldwin shooting me. Fuck him and his fucking retarded family. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, so, what, like with with social media, yeah, man, you got all the Instagram, you got a YouTube channel and shit. I got everything. I know TikTok though. I'm too old to fucking be TikTok. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I I I, uh, I got on that shit, man. And, and it, oh, I hear I hear it's doing great for people. People making money and stuff. I got like nine fake accounts. People fucking put me up there, say shit. So. What are you gonna do? Yeah, man. At least it's promoting you a little bit, you know. Like yeah. Scott'll just post clips of this podcast on his TikTok, and they do amazing. And yeah, it's, like it's I, good I, for us. I put up uh, eyeballs. Mayim Bialik, the girl, the new Jeopardy girl. Thing's got fucking like nine million views on TikTok, and I Holy put up Jody Sweeten. She's got like nine million. <clears> I mean, it's and I got fifty thousand followers. It just explodes. It's bizarre. Yeah, the, the Jody Sweden clip is where she says, I was born in prison. I'm like, you were born in prison? That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not that's a nine million clip for sure. So it sounds to me like uh, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything, the podcast is the biggest nut for you. Well, I took a hit not going on the road. Right. You follow me. Right, right, of course. Touring would be first, then then yeah. podcast. But podcast has been good you know i've been doing it for 10 years so i got youtube view i got a ton of shit you know so it works out for me that i'm not trying to impress the joneses either like i don't have a bmw me either i don't go to hawaii i don't need to you know i'm 60 i'm just happy i'm walking around and slinging dick and smoking <laughs> weed and trying to be a dad i ain't got time to be fucking you know doing all that shit so it worked out for a guy like me. I got some great sponsors. Yeah. So it'll be worked out. So. Do you have a, a podcast sponsor which you come out and say is your absolute favorite? Because it's bad for business to do that, but I do it anyway. 
No, I have I have a cup. I love liquid IV. Yeah. I like fucking DraftKings with all my heart, you know. I love BetterHelp. You know, I went, I took therapy during the pandemic and signed up to BetterHelp, and then I reached out to them, and they let me do some ads for them. So I got them. I, I love Manscaped. I love shaving my balls. I got <laughs> dick pills, blue chew. You know, yeah, you dude. We got we got the same kind of uh, I don't. Yeah, dude, we've got the same sponsors, man. I love them all Free too. Pipe. I love on it. I love their products. Uh huh. I'll talk and see if I can get you because you dude, should be on it. You should definitely have on it. Yeah, I would love that. Um, now you didn't mention my favorite one, which is Tushy, dude. The fucking toilet seat bidet. Do you have that thing? Yeah, I I put them on the map. I took them in when no agency would work with them, dude. and then they went to an agency. They kicked the ass over the pandemic, but. She's trying to talk to me now to get back, but you went to an agency. You got to come in with a bigger envelope now, cocksucker. Once you're done, <laughs> come back. You know what I'm saying? So she's trying to come back with the same number, but Papa, we got to up the fucking ante right now. I'm not on the road no more. So right. if you want to those fucking bidets, you got to sniff my nutsack. Let's get this party started. <laughs> you, you got that, that toilet seat one? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, and you, you fucking sit down, and it knows right when I sit down, it feels the weight of my fucking ass cheeks on the seat, and it goes beep, and that's how I know that it's fucking, the seat is warming up to the temperature that I like, and then I'm fucking just shitting with my feet on my beautiful squatty potty, which I love, and I'm fucking, when I get done, I push the button, and the water's heated up to the fucking temperature that I want, and it just starts just pressure cleaning my butthole. Do you only use a, a tushy? Dude, I can't stand shitting without my tushy. When I'm on when I'm on the road, like uh, they, that, that's why I'm addicted to these fucking uh, dude butt, butthole wipes, the wet wipes. The dude know? wipes. I can't fucking just take a shit and use toilet paper anymore. I feel like an animal if I do that. It's like that scene in Wayne's World where they're like just doing all the sponsors and shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's like, no, everybody just does things for money now. I stay at my house growing up. Oh, did you? Yeah. I I got that. I I remember the first time I was taking this shit and I looked at it and I just turned it on. It just hit me in the fucking face. I was like eight. (laughs) And then I thought it was disgusting. And I started using it when I was like 10. It was fucking tremendous. No paper. Your asshole don't stink that bad. You get all the fucking peanuts out of there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hose them out. Hey, for you doing um, therapy through BetterHelp, was that your first time doing therapy? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm. I feel like I need therapy. I've never done it, but uh, it seems dude, like good for everybody. Dude, I fucking needed therapy because I get so bent out of shape with fucking doing stand up. And the fucking assholes fucking up the show, yelling stupid shit where they're fucking screaming. I'm telling a joke, and they're screaming at the same time, so nobody hears my fucking joke. And then, like, dude, I'm like, you just fucked up my joke. You fucked up my show. Fuck you. Fucking, I hope someone throws you across the fucking street and then kicks you when you land, you fucking asshole. And I get so bent out of shape. And then <clears throat> with the people videotaping the show, I get so I had to get into therapy for that, and I use BetterHelp for that. I'm happy you do. Yeah, you know, I never thought of therapy, and then when I moved back here, like I said, things were moving too fast a little bit. My anxiety backfired. I wasn't well, so a friend of mine recommended them, and I uh, signed <clears> up for <throat> them. And the rest is history. I'm tip-top Magoo. I'm getting hard-ons. Everything's beautiful. Man, you know what BetterHelp did to the fucking world of therapy is what Uber did to taxi drivers. You know, now it's like, dude, therapists used to be like a pretty fucking, you know, like the like the taxi drivers had to work for years and pay all the money to get the medallion, you know? To be like a certified therapist is a big deal. Now it's like fucking Uber. Fucking, oh shit, dude, I go on BetterHelp. They have so many therapy sites now. They have therapy sites that fucking give you medication. Mm-hmm. 
they got they're working it. They're doing a great job. Would you, you know? count Blue Chew as a therapy site that gives you medication? <laughs> you know, maybe you could fucking eat a Blue Chew, get a hard one, and talk to the therapist. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. yeah, like love therapy with a happy ending. I like Blue Chew, man. I always used to thought I always thought about like the idea of a dick pill. Like, yo, dude, I don't have a fucking problem getting a boner. I don't have fucking erectile dysfunction. Fuck that. I'll have nothing to do with it. But then I switched my, 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 I switched my perspective to think, you know what? Like, what if I just do it for fun? Like, what if it would be fun to have a more fucking outrageous boner? And, uh, and it is. <laughs> you know, I like it because it's 30 milligrams. When you take the hundreds, you wake up the next day like you got raped. Your fucking heart hurts. <laughs> yeah. Your dick hurts. Hurt. Your balls hurt. With 30, it's quick. You give her a stabbing, everybody's happy. You got to bang one out on your own to keep that motherfucker from going through your jeans, and that's it. <laughs> but you take the hundred. But I heard there's a pill out of Thailand that you take on a Friday, and you sling dick till Monday morning. <laughs> a friend came to me next week at a health food store. He's, he's like fucking 80. And he gets, he gets three-day hard-ons with these pills Jesus. out of Thailand. It's like steak juice and monkey eyes or something. It's a perfect combination for a fucking dick explosion. Dude, Thailand. Wow. Thailand is a creepy place, man. I went, I went there, and I, I, I didn't want to, you know what? I, I was like, okay, if we're shooting, let me know when it's call time. I'll show up to the set. But other than that, I'm not leaving my hotel room. I don't blame you. I won't even go to that far. I'm scared. I don't have a passport. They took it away when they found the machine gun. But <laughs> if I did, I still wouldn't go to it. There's a lot of countries that are just creepy. They scare me. And uh, I'm okay staying here in the United States. I'll take my chances in Idaho. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I love it. What? Uh, how many comedy specials you got? Just two. One on Netflix and one with that fucking company. Ah, uh, what that fucking uh, that company? Don't mention, don't, don't mention that <laughs> cunt. Stand. Yeah, he had no idea what's coming his way. That cocksucker. The guy with two last names and a hyphen. Yeah. <laughs> he has no fucking idea. <laughs> Does your life really change once you get a comedy special on Netflix? I mean, is it like, uh, is it pretty wild? You know, man, I had a half-hour special. And they gave me notes the night of the shoot, which is always a fucking real pleasure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it helped. Listen, everything you do comes back to help you in levels, in degrees. You know, like, when I did the longest show, it didn't matter. But it matters now. Now people will go, holy shit. They'll go now and watch Analyze That or Spider-Man 2. While I was doing it, it didn't matter. Mm. You know, everything matters at the end because you don't know what's going to make people twist. You might do a movie with fucking, uh, you know, Matt Damon, and you're like, oh, shit, get ready to suck my dick. <laughs> and all of a sudden, nobody watches it. <clears throat> you do a stupid commercial for Big Daddy, and you're a fucking star. Yeah, that's what and you do. You got to give it a hundred percent because you don't know when that eyeball is going to fucking land on. You. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not what it used to be. You could do ten movies now, and nobody knows who the fuck you are because this has changed the game. What we're doing right here. So, I think this is just as important now. Dude, this is the biggest thing. I mean, it's crazy. And I was trying to explain podcasting to my dad. My dad was saying, like, how, how can something that uh, you're just sitting around compete with something that you work so hard on to pull and make it? Like, what I do with my comedy is multimedia, and I go out and I shoot the fucking most insane shit, and I put it all together in one show where you get the craziest fucking footage you ever saw with the, the stand-up I worked on so hard for so long. And my dad's like, why would anybody want to see you just sitting around? I said, because, Dad, like, people feel like they're sitting there with you. You know, they really develop, they get to know who you are. They really, like, uh, 
they, they develop a, a fucking relationship with you, you know? They, they know you as a person, they feel close to you, and then when you come to town, they really feel like they need to be there with you. And it's so it's true. A different experience, you know? Ten years ago, if you did two episodes of a show on CBS, you sold tickets. Uh, our friend that was on, Billy Gardell, he was on two CBS shows. Nobody would come see him anymore. This is what people are waiting on. You'll sell more tickets from this shit. Look at all these young influencers. I see like three tours going on with three young influencers taking headliners on the road. So what does that tell you? People don't even give a fuck. How that about- kid's about seven and a half minutes of material. Yeah, like in, in, in Just for Laughs Festival, like before us, some YouTubers went up and they were selling out the entire fucking crowd of a huge theater. And I'm like, who are these guys? They're like, dude, they're just YouTubers, you know? Yeah, and dude. Well, it's a different world, guys. How about the fucking, how about the fucking big venues that are sold out on a fucking Tuesday afternoon with everyone paying to buy tickets to go watch assholes play video games on the stage? It's crazy. We're living in a, it's a different fucking world. And like I tell people, listen, you want to make money, get on that fucking computer. There's a thousand scams on that fucking thing. Thousands. You know, I just hooked up with AMP. AMP is a, a app that you could do a radio show on. Hmm. You could promote your own radio show now. Ten years ago, you couldn't do that. You got to talk to your people to sign up for AMP and they can listen to you for free doesn't cost a dollar. And they got Biggie Smalls, they got Black Sabbath, they got everything except Led's, uh, no, <coughs> Leonard Skinner, I didn't see. Man, so, so what is that, like Sirius XM or some shit? No, it's an app you download and you do you create your own radio station. No boss. So it's like YouTube except audio only? Yeah, you do a radio show. Like you make a playlist of songs. Yeah, and, and you get on there. Hi, this is Steve-O. I went to a fucking strip club last night and some, you know, and then you just play a fucking song. I don't know. Man, that's crazy. Dude. Is it live or is it like pre-recorded? It's live. So, uh, Look at the fucking questions. Download the fucking thing. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> With uh, So you, you just got on stage doing stand-up. You said you're getting ready to do some more stand up but have you have you booked any dates yet not really no not really what i got no material right okay yeah let me take my time i got the summer i got i got two months before i got to do anything you know i'll take my time right and uh do it i'm in no fucking rush man dude i'm i'm I fucking like i i uh <laughs> I'm I'm ready. Like I'm 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 running my tour right now. This this show, the Bucket List tour. I mean, dude, I went fucking over the top, man. I had fucking. I got a medical professional in disguise to administer stolen general anesthesia drugs in my arm while I'm riding a fucking bicycle through a field. You know, like shit like that, dude. Illegal as fuck. I got another one. I got fucking butt ass naked with another man strapped to my back in a fucking airplane. I'm butt naked with a dude on my back. I'm jacking off to a fucking portable DVD player and I I blow a fucking load simultaneously as I fall out of the fucking airplane. I'm coming everywhere, falling through the sky. It's fucking skyjacking. This is the shit that people see when they come see me on tour. I, I tell the story about like all these fucking ideas and, and how crazy it was to make them happen, like how my fiance felt about it. And then after each bit, I screen the footage. And uh, you know, you're seeing shit that you're never, it's gonna fuck you up for your life. You know, the, the shit that I show you at my show. And uh, dude, I'm running it, I'm, I'm gonna run it and run it because dude, I, how many of these shows do I got? To do the next one, I, I'm gonna, my next tour is gonna be called Gone Too Far. I'm just going, I'm crossing the line. I'm going to get the, I'm going to go find out how big of fucking tits I can get surgically fucking boob jobbed. I'm getting fucking tits. <laughs> I said this to Nick Swardson on one of the very first episodes of the Wild Ride podcast. I said, I'm getting tits. And he's like, 
<laughs> you know, like people think I'm fucking around. I'm not fucking around, dude. I'm gonna have a big ass fucking dick tattooed on my forehead, like a fucking legit dick tattooed on my forehead. I'm gonna have fucking huge tits, and that's just where I'm getting started, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait, dude. That, that's gonna be my material, dude. Like I gotta find out. Being a, being a fucking a a, a male a man who identifies as a man and a heterosexual man you should think that that I, I can post myself on Instagram with my shirt off but does that change when I got tits I'm still a man who identifies as a man and I'm heterosexual what are they gonna have a fucking problem because I got tits I gotta find out <laughs> there's only one way to find out <laughs> only one way dude you know, there's a lot of things I need to find out. <laughs> well, I got your back. Go for it. Dude, I love it, man. You know, you're one of the very few people who aren't, who are okay with my ideas, man. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spill them all out on here, but dude, I, I can't wait. And here's where I'm banging my fucking head against the wall, is that I can't get my specials on Netflix for two reasons. Number one, like they're they're very uh, like snobby about shit, you know. They're like, oh, we don't really fuck with the jackass guy who's fucking got into stand up, you know. Like, and the shit that I'm doing with multimedia is like too fucked up for them to show, maybe, you know. But the situation I'm in, I think, is identical to the fucking Jeff Dunham. Nobody wanted to see a ventriloquist stand-up comedian. They're like, we're not into ventriloquism, you know? And in my case, like, nobody, we don't, we don't want to see the fucking asshole stunt guy shoving shit up his ass and calling it stand-up comedy, you know? But Jeff Dunham broke through, and fucking Joey, dude, I'm not giving up, dude. I'm not giving up, and I don't even care. I'm so glad that I've had this this resistance against me and what I'm doing because it just fucking motivates me and it's gonna taste so sweet when I finally fucking break through like Jeff Dunham did. And if I gotta get tits to make that happen. <laughs> I'd start by lighting my balls on fire first. Already done it. Commitment to fucking tits, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I, I, dude, I got together with my buddy Bam Margera, I lit my balls on fire, and he put them out by kicking them. <laughs> That's tremendous shit right there. Yeah, I don't fuck around, Joey. <laughs> I know that. That's why I love you to death. Dude, I love you too, man. Hey, what, uh, what, like, what, what kind of shit can we send people to for you? I'm on Joey's Joint. It comes out on Mondays and Wednesdays. I got a Patreon. I got, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Mad Flavor. Mad Flavor. And I'm, and I'm coming to a town near you in the future. You know what I'm saying? Damn, Get I'm, ready to put your balls on flyer and fucking strap on a pair of titties, Scott Sutton. We're coming. Damn, you and I have followed each other on Twitter for years, man. I always felt so grateful that you did. And, and man, I've been sleeping on your other pages, dude. I'm going to jump on it right now, dude. Is that what you do on Instagram, Mad Flavor? Yeah, Mad Flavor. Yeah, dude, I, I've been... I, I, I was supposed to. I was sleeping on that shit, dude. I'm going to fucking jump on your, your Instagram, your Facebook... And uh, t t tell us again about the podcast. Yeah, it comes out on Mondays and Wednesdays on uh, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, sure. you know, Everywhere the usual fucking yeah. subjects. Yeah. Everywhere the you get your podcasts. People. Well, dude, man, I, I fucking, it's an honor, Joey. And, and Yeah, it's an honor that you reached out. I love you to death. So do we. Stay in, uh, you always got a home here with Uncle Joey. Dude, I love it, man. We, we forgot how to fucking set up the computer to do a podcast on Zoom. We didn't know how to fucking do it. We were racing, scrambling to get this ready. Because we were like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what do we even do with the computer? And, and, and then on top of that, it's 90 fucking degrees outside. And it's the, hey. first, the yeah. first fucking time we had to figure out how to get the, the goddamn air conditioner unit set up in the van. We're like, dude, where's the... Like, we didn't have the connector. I'm sitting here trying to duct tape the air conditioner hose <laughs> to the fucking unit. Over here, we got Joey Diaz waiting. I'm fucking ripping duct tape off that thing. Like, it's crazy. I mean, there's, there's nobody else. Nah, I'm not going to say nobody else. Very few fucking people that we're going to set up a Zoom 
to, to talk to you on, on the Wild Ride podcast, man, but it's an honor to do it with you. I appreciate it, brother. I'll be in touch with you guys sooner than later. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to follow you on IG right now. I'm going to shoot you my uh, my cell number on, on the DM. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Hey, love man. You. Yeah. Stay Have a great week. It's For a sure. tremendous episode, man. Thank yes, you, it Joey. Is, brother. Love Fuck yeah. Peace. Peace. Well, if you weren't a fan of Joey Diaz before, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that you are a fan of him now. I fucking love that guy. I really do, man. And his support over the years has always just really meant a lot to me. And you know what I'm going to say? Your support for sticking around to the end of this podcast, it really means a lot to me. Just sending some love out to my street team. And uh, shoot, dudes. Maybe you know, maybe you don't, but my fucking book just went on on pre-order. My new book, A Hard Kick in the Nuts, What I've Learned from a Lifetime of Terrible Decisions. And between you and me, man, I'm dying for this fucking book to be number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Like, it's that good. I genuinely fucking believe that I should be the number one New York Times bestselling author and uh, help me get there by ordering it. Just order yourself the one fucking copy, and if you get it, like... uh, pre-order then that's the way to get a signed hardcover so yeah man this book's epic dude and uh pre-order it now we're putting the link in the fucking description yeah love you guys thank you